Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with my main man, just us two, my man Kenny and myself. Kenny, how are you doing, my brother? I know you were at Kansas, but man, just just tell me how your weekend was, man, because I want to hear I want to hear all about it leading up to it. <laughs> man, you know what? This was if y'all don't know, and I think I said this last week. This is my last travel weekend of the year. So when I went to Kansas, that was it for me. Onward for my teammates to handle Martinsville and Phoenix. So yeah, it was exciting, and it was a very different year. Obviously, this is the first year in full that I've traveled a decent amount. So, you know, it was a very different approach to everything and had to learn different things. But, you know, all in all, I thought the weekend went well. Thank goodness the rain stayed away much of the weekend. So we were able to get everything in. The Hollywood Casino 400 was a big time success. And yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Also, shout out to Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing for winning the ARCA race on Saturday evening. So that was pretty huge. It was cool to see somebody you know winning a race. I think yeah. that's all. You know, so yeah, it was a good weekend. I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen for a little while. So got to catch up with those folks and, you know, had a real good time. And yeah, man, I had a blast. So how was your weekend? My weekend was uh, pretty, not as eventful as I think uh, most of our listeners are accustomed to uh, hearing Hearing how eventful my weekends usually are, it was actually really pretty relaxed. Kenny, I I, I literally just uh, you know sat back and uh, went to uh, uh, a housewarming party, and but I saw some I saw some old friends of mine that I used to work with at one of the hospitals, and it was really good to see them. And I'll tell you something, man. You you know you you, you I think when you see people that you haven't seen for so long, you. you <laughs> It's funny how certain stories just automatically pop up in your head. <laughs> and no, I agree. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's so funny because like uh, there was a handful of people that I saw that I hadn't seen in a while. And I'm telling you, Kenny, man, it's just like certain stories that are really funny that just happen to come to mind. And I'm just, and I'm that kind of guy, obviously, because I do stand up. And I'm like, man, I go, you guys remember that time? And they're like, oh, man, they go, if anybody was going to bring that up, it was going to be you. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, man, it was so good to see these guys, man. And it was just really awesome to be in the company of old friends, man. And it it really was nice. And Sunday, you know, I just watched football literally all day. I got up at 930. And and, I mean, it was just, you know, NFL extravaganza. Now our Cowboys are, we're on a bye week this week week but uh, hoping that uh, we can keep on track starting uh next sunday man because uh, you know me and you both we want to we want to keep this train we want to keep this train going man you know and then everybody keeps asking me like seriously man like i know cowboy fans always think that it's it you know every year is their year and i said well hold, hold on a second i said it ain't just cowboy fans i go every team knows it's their year or it, every year is their year you know what i mean unless you're like you know a, a jags fan or a Bengals fan but i mean <laughs> but but even the Bengals look good i mean come on hey, look at the Bengals, man hey look they look pretty sharp right now i'm not gonna lie like they you see what they did like to baltimore legitimate. oh my god yeah. Baltimore, man, that Raven was not flying anymore after that. That was a bad one. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. But in any case, yeah, you know what? I, I, I was able to kind of go in and out of watching uh, the race. But, you know, where I was at, you know, I kept having to kind of just check up more on my phone because, uh, you know, the, every, everybody kept wanting to see these games. And they were like, look, dude. I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know the people that, that run the, this uh, sports bar that I was at. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, I, I, I'd like to keep it uh, on one of them for you, man. He goes, but I, 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 everybody's asking to change. I go, no, 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 man. I go, go ahead and do your thing. So I had to keep, I had to just keep watching it, you know, just from my phone. So it, I didn't get to watch it, watch it, but I, I was keeping track yeah. of it on my, on my phone. But you were there, Kenny. And how, how I mean, how was the weather? Because it was, I mean, it, I know I'm complaining when it gets like, low 70s here in southern california but I, I i can't imagine you know maybe i'm just spoiled but uh i know it was way <laughs> colder than that you know what oh man so going into this weekend there was the automatic thought of what is gonna happen so i remember initially monday i looked at the weather i'm like oh it's gonna be about 65 you know low of like 30 or 40 degrees and, and that would make sense you know going towards the we're getting closer and closer to the winter which is crazy to think and then it changed by the time thursday came around mm-hmm. the day before my flight i'm like man you know what it looks like it's gonna rain this weekend so it's not looking too hot however when it got in on friday weather well, was beautiful it was a great day And then we go to literally the Saturday night or the Friday night before, and the forecast looked pretty bad for Sunday at that time. So everyone was pretty concerned about that for sure. If y'all don't know, working a weekend where there is weather imminent, it is a very, it's mentally taxing. Like there are a lot of things that go on that most people will never get a chance to see what goes into like creating those events and making sure they still go on time and or if they have to. Move to another day. So that's a lot of logistics. Like you talk about FedEx and UPS, we do all their job within a race weekend, basically from a logistics standpoint. But, you know, it turned out to be okay. The morning before the cup race, actually, I left the hotel at around 6 a.m. to get to the track on time. And when I got there around 6.30, you know, it was raining. I'm like, okay, maybe this rain moves through. And then I checked the radar. And for whatever reason, where we were located in Kansas City, in actual Kansas, not Missouri, mm-hmm. around us, it was raining everywhere else. But for some reason, where the track was located, everything pretty much missed for the most part. It, with the exception of a small <laughs> pop-up shower when the race literally went green flag. And I, and I actually had to have a laugh at myself. If y'all don't know, when you do social media at the track, things can be a little tough because internet is not always the greatest and sometimes when you're moving from one spot to another, you're just trying to find out wherever you can go so you can get that tweet or whatever you have to get out as soon as possible. And so I went up into the press box because that was the easiest way to get internet access from where I was at. And I tweet out the fact that, you know, the race has started, green flag. As I walk, as I get off the elevator and I'm walking <laughs> to the into the press box, I look over at this cloud and it just starts raining. And so in the comments, everyone's like, man, that was a perfectly timed tweet. And I look down. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, I understand where you are coming from. (laughs) Ha ha. Very funny. I get it. I didn't expect that to happen. It was clear as day. Like I didn't see any chance of rain literally from that time till the race was over. And so yeah. I'm sitting there like, dang. But yeah, you know, it it was what it was. But I think ultimately, shout out to my entire team out there that was working there this week. Everything went as well as I think we could have had it happen. So, you know, right kudos on, to them. But hey, shout out to the weather for sticking around. But I will say for my folks that listen to this podcast, if you're from Kansas, man, 
I thought Maryland had weather that was ever-changing or bipolar, however you want to say it. But uh. Kansas, y'all <laughs> might just have it beat because the day started cloudy, very overcast, decent temperature, nothing that anybody should be, you know, have an issue with, personally, in my opinion, right? <laughs> then it goes to sunshine, 70 degrees, and it's warm outside, legitimately. Then a cold front bro rolls oh, in, goodness. and it's... Probably about 50-something degrees, but reminder, wind. When it's wind, makes it a whole lot worse. And the thing about it, Kansas is it's already a flat state. And then on top of that, around the track, really, there's no trees. So there's nothing to catch the wind. So you, when you talk about getting smacked with the wind, <laughs> you're going to feel it. So it's a little different out there, but, you know... <laughs> Other, otherwise, I think we were, we're good, though, for the most part. I was just glad everything went well. I'm sure fans were in the same ballpark that we were able to complete the entire race. And it affected the drivers, too. So, uh, oh, made bet. for quite I a bet. day. <laughs> Man, you that win. You know what, Kenny? That's why sometimes, like, if, if, if I just even get the idea, well, it's going to be too hot during the day. I don't want to carry around this jacket. You know what I do, man? And I don't even care what people say, but I, I carry me, a, like, a, a nice windbreaker or a sweatshirt. And, and if it gets too hot, I take it off and just tie it around my waist, and I don't yep. I don't care how it looks. I'm going to wear exactly. it just like that. <laughs> hey, look, you got to do what you got to do, so I'm not even mad at you for it because I definitely was, like, <laughs> I was definitely bundled up. I had two jackets on. I had a windbreaker over and then i had a a small like you know half zip sweatshirt which i you know i love me a, ha- a half zip don't know why right, but right or quarter zip i love the quarter zips don't ask me why if you ever see me often or if you see any of my pictures from the track i have a quarter zip on like 90 percent of the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome well why don't we go ahead and get into uh the top 10 over at kansas and uh see what see what was happening over there yeah, so Kansas, man, look, um, obviously sec- second round of, or second race in the round of eight in the NASCAR playoffs. And as we continue to creep closer and closer to the end of the 2021 season, the domination has not stopped so far this year for Kyle Larson. It has been a, it has been a year where he has not had many issues at all. I mean, that team has been on fire ever since they won that race in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they essentially just have not looked back. Like, they literally have not looked back since that point. So, dominating day for him. He led 130 of the 267 laps. So, obviously, he was your winner. Um, did not need that win, obviously, after winning Texas. Yep. But they nailed it. And actually, that win, in a sense, actually was a lot more of a bigger a bigger picture than most people would think. And I actually didn't know this going into the weekend, but 17 years to the day, Sunday, that was the day Ricky Hendrick passed, Rick Hendrick's son, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that paint scheme is very, very similar, almost identical, if I might say, I and mean, almost in the same ballpark when it comes to company, the HendrickCars.com uh, versus the GMAC um, truck that was in the then Craftsman Truck Series. He won at Kansas as well, and that was also the inaugural year at Kansas, matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. When you look at it like that, it was a very monumental day for them. Also, at the same time, that was obviously the day as well where the Hendrick plane crash happened, and they yeah. lost quite a few people that day. And so it was a very um, somber moment in its own way, but also at the same time, very touching. As you've seen his celebration, he pointed straight to the sky as soon as it happened and almost look exactly how Ricky celebrated as well. So, uh-huh. you know, that was uh, definitely something in its own regard, and it was a pretty a pretty interesting day. But 
Second place, Chase Elliott, his teammate. He was trying to he was trying to catch him as he moved yeah, through lap really traffic was. at and, the end. And he almost pulled it out, but but he was uh, close. Larson went just too much. <laughs> yeah, he was close. I think Chase really needed like a couple more laps, honestly, if he had a chance to but Kyle Larson and that car riding the high line all day, they were pretty much dialed in from green flag to checker flag. I mean, if you look at the side of his car, if that scrape mark doesn't tell you he was riding the wall, I don't know what else will. But, you know, that all worked out for him. Kevin Harvey came home in third. Kurt Busch in fourth. Denny Hamlin in fifth. William Byron had a strong day in sixth. Martin Truex Jr. in seventh. Eighth was Christopher Bell. Ninth was Joey Logano. And to round out the top ten was Austin Dillon. And notables. Obviously, playoff drivers had a little mm-hmm. bit of a issue. Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch came home with 28th. He scraped the wall very early on, and the rest of his day just did not go well, or at least according to plan in that situation. However, he got a little bit of a benefit because Ryan Blaney had a bad day. Him and Austin Dillon actually tangled on a, re- on a late restart, and once that happened, Ryan Blaney got into the wall. I believe he cut a tire down, and he rolled the wall all the way down, and that was pretty much it. They brought the car down pit road. But it was so bent up to the point where they couldn't really get into the tire. That was all she wrote. They put it behind the wall. He finished in 37th, which means his big point cushion that he did have in fourth place in the playoffs got eliminated right then and there. Now he is one point below. And Kyle Busch having that happen actually somewhat benefited him going into Martinsville. But, yeah, a little bit of a tough day for some of the playoff drivers. And even Joey Logano, even, even Joey Logano, even though his ninth place finish is great, it's just not enough to really move the needle unless like he had some other incidents happen between yeah. a between a Martin Truex Jr., a Brad Keselowski, a Kyle Busch, or Denny Hamlin. That didn't work out in his favor. They tried a very interesting strategy at the end of, at the stage to see if they could get a caution, or at least during a green flag. Excuse me, it was during a green flag run. They were trying to see if they could get themselves a caution, which I thought was a good um, chance at a strategy. Just did not work out. And once it didn't work out, they didn't really shuffle back to the front again. So, you know, that didn't really do it well. Going into Martinsville, there is no doubt at this point that Joey Logano is going to virtually have to win and or have like a heap ton of help. Like, I mean, a heap ton of help going into uh, Martinsville. With with all of that, you know, going on, so let's take a look at the clinching scenarios for Martinsville Speedway. I mean, there's so many different. I mean, obviously, you know, Kyle Larson, you know, being a, the a, the repeat winner, you, you know, it, it really kind of I, I think shapes things in a weird kind of way, boy. That just goes to show you the kind of dang the the crazy year we've been having. But uh, so let's see. So so obviously Larson is is okay. I, I would imagine that Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin would be okay too. Correct? Correct. Yeah, I think Chase is like pretty much. I think points wise, unless he has right. like a god awful day, I think he wouldn't advance at that point. But if he gets, if he gains twenty points on Sunday, then he's good to go. Same thing with Denny if he earns twenty three points, and you know it may also come down to the winner. If the winner is Kyle Busch, for example, it's going to get, be a little bit more different for Denny and Chase. It'll be Chase has to gain 22 points and Denny has to gain 24. So, you know, it's a little bit different. But, yeah, it's an ample amount of scenarios. But I will say the two that are probably in the situation of must win and we get in is Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano, no doubt. The teammate Ryan Blaney is in a little bit of a better spot. He mm-hmm. can definitely advance in on points with no issue. But if Kyle Busch wins, that'll be a problem for him. However, 
if everything else goes out for everything else works out in his favor, he definitely can. He's not in like a dire, dire situation, which is where this race is very tricky. Martinsville is usually a very it's a physical track when it comes to the way the race way the races end up shaking down. There's a lot of lap traffic. There's a lot of moving and navigating, and you just have to get yourself in the rhythm. That track is so small, but the thing is, at a short track like that, getting in a rhythm early and staying out of trouble is going to be the key. And Ryan Blaney has been, for some reason, a master at the very close finishes, for one, and just being there at the right place, right time this year. That's what it's been at each win so far. So I feel like he's not in like complete danger at this time. But he is definitely in a situation that's better off than Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano. And I say even Martin Truex is a whole lot better situation than those two. So I feel like definitely he can advance. Like, it's it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. But the person who I think is in all likelihood going to win at a place like that is going to be a veteran in my eyes. I think yeah. a veteran is going to end up taking that taking that one home. We'll talk about the predictions later, but that <laughs> that that's kind of that's kind of like where I see it. But hey, you know it's going to be quite a race. That race uses one of the best races of the season, no doubt. Yeah, um, I love Martinsville. It's a perfect little paperclip, as some would call it. If you have never been to Martinsville, I highly would recommend you come out to that race. It is a fantastic race, and it's a great racetrack in a very unique facility it's like literally in almost damn near in a valley and cool fact there's a train there's a train line or railroad line that goes right behind the backstretch and sometimes yes you can actually see a train during the race some of the coolest shots i've ever seen with a norfolk southern train going by and the races literally happen it's so cool it's very random but it's super cool yeah right yeah no kidding right <laughs> yeah it, it's it's wild but you know the playoffs have gotten tighter and tighter and look it's literally gonna come down to it right here and obviously kyle larson doesn't have much to worry about going into martinsville if he wrecks out hey guess what moves on doesn't matter he's going to phoenix as a as a contender for the championship so yeah it's gonna get real dicey but to be honest with you if i could pick four that would come out I, or I guess you could say the other three. Kyle Larson is obviously stuck in. My go, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and I'm going to actually say Chase Elliott is going to make it again. I feel like he's a very strong contender for a win, no doubt. So yeah. those are those are like my thoughts on who I think is going to advance to the championship for, or at least the complete for. So, Renee, with that being said, I got to ask you, who do you think is going to be our championship for come after Sunday? <laughs> yeah, well, I got to throw the uh, tough questions at you. What's that? I said, yeah, I got to throw the tough questions at you sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at that whole picture to it. And just like you said to uh, a few minutes ago, you know, we'll say predictions uh, for later. But if I'm uh, if I'm looking at it, you know, I'm definitely taking Kyle Larson and, and Chase Elliott. And, and I'm I'm definitely going with Denny Hamlin as the top three. It's it's the, the it's the fourth one that I'm looking at to try to see which one is going to come out. And I personally agree with you once again, and not that this is a surprise, but I definitely think it's going to be a, a veteran to come out of there. You know, it, it's, 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 it's really weird because you look at the, you look at the drivers left. I mean, obviously, you know, Ryan Blaney, 
you know sticks out as the youngest one there out of the other ones that are that are there but uh, like i said i think i'm gonna i'm gonna save that i'm gonna save that pick for for last to to go in into my prediction so i'll just hold off on that for now <laughs> but i tell you what i i i do want what what you uh to uh touch on kenny was we were going to talk about the f1 driver daniel ricky is it ricciardo Oh, no, Ricardo. Who, oh, Ricardo, excuse me. Daniel Ricardo, who uh, uh, drives the vintage Dale, Hurt, uh, Dale Earnhardt number three around Coda. Yeah, so that was a cool deal. So initially when he signed his contract with McLaren, he was like uh, Zach Brown, who was uh, over uh, that McLaren team. And he was like, hey, look, you get me a podium. And I'll let you drive the car. He also gave him a diecast model of the car when he signed. However, things got a little bit upgraded after he actually won a race uh, or won a Grand Prix. And mm. that completely changed the dynamic. So everyone was like, well, okay. So he won a podium. So, I mean, I mean, he won the race, literally. So I'm like, what's going to change now? Yeah. So this weekend at Austin, he was able to actually drive that car at Coda, which is such a surreal scene and such a cool thing. And if you guys don't know, Daniel Ricardo is like damn near American at this point. I feel like because he absolutely loves NASCAR from what I understand. And he also yeah. has a big passion for stock car racing and Dale Earnhardt in, in general. So, you know, that being said, super cool moment. It would really be cool to see him when it's all said and done. If he ever decides to leave F1 to come to NASCAR to do something, I don't care what it is. If he's in a truck or an Xfinity car or a cup car, it does not matter. I think it would be really cool to have such a crossover like that again. I mean, we've had it happen before. Kimi Raikkonen came over and raced in a truck a few years ago at Charlotte, which is really dope. So, you know, having yeah. names like that, be having names like that, do things like that is always cool. I love multi-motorsport crossovers. I love when NASCAR drivers race in the Rolex 24. Same thing with IndyCar drivers and vice versa in any other, any other motorsport. So, yeah, it's super cool. Um, super dope thing. But yeah. I think that's probably just about all, unless you've got something else. Because if not, we can definitely do those predictions. Well, I definitely say let's hit. Let's just go ahead and hit those predictions. All right, Kenny, let me have it, baby. Who you got? It's time for race predictions. All right, so we are going to Martinsville Paperclip, super small track located in Martinsville, Virginia. So. I've been personally, and I've loved that race, and I've seen a few different winners there in my time. So with that being said, I am actually going to go with two people I've seen win <laughs> there okay. in person. I'm going Martin Truex Jr., who I saw mm -hmm. two years ago win there. And then I'm also going to go with Denny Hamlin. <laughs> going with those two guys. Easy. I'm going all Toyota. Uh <laughs> I'm going all Toyota. Yep. All right, man, Kenny, th th this one was just way too easy because uh, don't don't you tell me I know. Mm, but go ahead. But, but but the only difference is is that I'm swapping the picks. I'm actually going with Denny Hamlin as the main the 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 main driver who's going to win the race, and mm. I'm going to give Martin Truex my alternative pick. So I'm looking Denny Hamlin to actually win the race, and I'm looking for Martin Truex Jr. to be my alternative pick because he was wow. Going to 
be my fourth one that I said if there's going to be a veteran that's going to get wow. in, it's going to be Martin Truex Jr. That's so I, you know, I knew we were going to agree on Martin Truex Jr. That I knew for sure, but I wasn't I wasn't sold on on, on whether you were going to go with Denny Man. Allen or Kyle Busch, but I knew you were going to either go with one of those guys. Man. <laughs> well. You know, Kenny, all I got to say is those are our picks, and we're sticking with them. So with that being said, if you guys got picks, if you guys have got the same picks as we do, let us know. If you got somebody different, you got a favorite driver that you want to see win the race, let us know and hit us up on our social media. You can hit us up across the board on our social media at Turns No Breaks. Once again, that's across the board at turns no breaks and we are coming to a close we are coming to a close i should say and coming close to the end of the season how many how many races do we have left kenny jesus just uh, two yeah just two right oh my god Whew, man. and and uh, they're gonna come by so fast and 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 no offense but i can't wait because me and you i i know you're exhausted i know i'm exhausted and i should i certainly could use a break kenny <laughs> I think a lot of people could, for sure. No doubt about it. <laughs> anyway, you guys, uh, we certainly appreciate you tuning in to our podcast, even though we got two races left. We certainly appreciate you guys hanging in with us all season long. Once again, I want to just give a shout out to my boys, Fuquan and Rico. I'm always thinking about you. And uh, like I said, we got two more ra- two more races left and two more podcasts to go. And I hope my boys are going to be there with me to to the end. And, and they are going to be there because i got you in my thoughts my brothers and i miss y'all very much with that being said for kenny for myself please uh, be kind to each other take care be safe out there and we'll see you next week on another episode of all turns and no breaks see y'all you already know this stay hydrated two more races championship time here it is thanks so much for tuning in 